Welcome to Naturopathy Today. Your hosts are Dr. Michael Schwartz and Steve Langford. Join them as they guide you on a journey to good health through holistic naturopathy. Now here are Michael and Steve. Hi, good morning, and welcome back to another provocative, exciting, informative session of Naturopathy Today. With me today is my favorite co-host, my favorite co-guide, and um, say good morning, Steve. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Good morning to you, too. It's always interesting when we meet up like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is, especially all the difficulty we had getting this up and running this morning. Makes me well, think crazy energy out there in the world. It's trying to teach old dogs new tricks, and we're we're working on it. I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are the old dogs. <laughs> that being said, today's episode is all about congestive heart failure, which is really interesting because, like I said, I consider myself a GP, and I don't hone in on any one thing. So when I started to do research about cardiovascular Obviously, I know the obvious, and we have some great products to help with that. However, with heart failure, it's a whole other animal. And it was interesting to learn how many people suffer from heart failure on a daily basis. There are a half a million new cases every year showing up. And most of the people in the hospitals for heart failure are those of us who are over 65. It seems that women seem to have more so than men, and yet the treatment for both is fundamentally the same. I don't have you ever consulted with anybody dealing with heart failure, Steve? I haven't, Michael. It's one of those areas that I haven't had an opportunity really to deal with somebody who is experiencing it. So this is a relatively new topic for me as well. And I'm excited about learning more about what you've discovered and what you've found in your experience. It's one of those things that always kind of puzzles me. What causes us to have these huge numbers of people who are affected this way? Um, so I'm hoping to gain a lot of that insight as we talk today. Well, it's really interesting because the way that you phrased your statement I immediately went to, well, Steve, it's really an emotional issue. And what was even more interesting, a lot of it affects the left ventricular part of the heart. And from my perspective, looking at things from an emotional cause and emotional associations, I always think of the left side of the body. When anything goes wrong with the left side, I always think it relates to money or sustenance or confidence, not in self, but in one's material endeavor. So there was that. So apparently there are a couple of different types of heart failure. Oh, it looks like there's basically two, and they both deal with the left valve. One is where the lower chamber of the heart gets bigger, it becomes enlarged, the left ventricle. The other is where the heart does not pump, that left ventricle does not pump enough blood because either it's enlarged and or because of poor nutrition, obviously, be, this, the system begins to break down. So those are the two things. And it's measured in what's called an ejection fraction. And what this means is that when you go to a doctor and they do a cardiogram, electrocardiogram, 
and they can see how well your body is pumping. And then they may say to you, well, you know, your injection fraction is really not where it should be. So what that means is that it refers to the amount of blood being pumped out of the left ventricle each time it contracts. And so this is what's really happening and that the left ventricle is the heart's main pumping chamber and it's just not up to par. So there, there is that. So when it's not working well, that's the beginning. So the things that are used to measure in addition to the echocardiogram, they do the MRI, that's also another way. And a strange one is nuclear medicine scan. To me, that sounds like almost like they're injecting iodine into the system and looking at it. And it's important to understand your EF because this is what the doctor looks at to see what kind of shape you're in. So if you've been through a heart failure, if you've had an echocardiogram to see what's going on, here are the numbers and what they mean. If you have an injection fraction of 55 to 70%, and it's interesting that it's not 100%, but 50 to 75, it still means that your heart is normal. However, it still implies that the left ventricle is not pumping out enough. In this case, it's pumping out anywhere from 55 to 70%. So you can make it. However, in technical reality, you're already experiencing heart failure. The next level they look at is 40 to 54%. And this means you're slightly below normal and less blood is available. So less blood is ejected from the ventricle. And there is a lower than normal amount of oxygen-rich blood available to the rest of the body. And I also found that very interesting from this point of view, Steve. And that is, you know, so many people run around that are tired and exhausted. You know, I always related to hypoglycemia. These are the people that wake up miserable in the morning. If you look at them cross-eyed, they'll take you out. You know, my standard joke is you don't take them for a drive in the country unless you feed them first, because one of you won't come back. I'm sure you've dealt with hypoglycemics. Many times. And that's a fairly common problem that people experience. And yet here, you know, and this gets me into where sometimes the people in the store can make a misdiagnosis by someone coming in saying, I'm tired all the time. Whereas, you know, our first inclination is, well, you know, could be hypoglycemia, fix your adrenals, take a look at panathenic acid or an adrenal formula. Don't go do a raw glandular because yes, it'll work, but it teaches your adrenal glands to be lazy because when you do a raw glandular, you're bringing in what the gland should already produce. So there could be a little bit of misdiagnosis there. That's why when it comes to the heart, and for me as a practitioner, when I'm in over my head, there are two fundamental areas that I will always refer out. Some of it is heart issues because if it's not taken care of, you can expire. I don't want that kind of karma. I don't want that on my hands. The other thing is cancer. And cancer is a real monster. And we'll talk about cancer in upcoming episodes. 
those are two areas, you know, I can say, here's the foundational, you know, you need to do this, this and that. However, that's something where I feel you need to take a medical approach. You know, nutrition is fabulous, but I think it goes back to something you said a couple of sessions ago, Steve, that there really is a time and a place for a doctor and heart failure is certainly one of them along with cancer. Well, you've said a lot there, Michael, and it just raises all kinds of questions in my mind that, you know, I'll pose a couple of them to you if you're ready for that. Um, First was the idea of these numbers that you mentioned, the different percentages that people have. That's a case where you have to get that information from a doctor. You can't observe that in somebody. So yes, proper testing, getting those benchmark numbers were very critical because that's where your awareness of this may become a little bit more solidified. I'm supposing that as people have these different percentages of this ejection fraction, that the worse it is, the more symptoms they're going to have. Is it likely that they're going to experience some symptom that's going to bring them to the doctor, that's going to do the test, that's going to reveal this? Are there things that people can observe in themselves, perhaps as early warning signs? Yes, there are. And we will cover those. And the only reason I'm bringing up the percentages is that For some of our listeners who have experienced heart failure and are currently dealing with it, and the doctor may or may not give them the percentage of what's going on with them, but if the doctor has provided that information, at least we can let them know what it's saying in English in terms of, you know, what's really going on. So, you know, another another question then, Michael, is this something that's likely to have been going on developing for a long period of time? Is this something that, you know, in the beginning stages, people might function just fine when when they're in that 55 to 70% range? There may be signs, they may not be aware of them, but before it gets worse, it's gonna be a period of time. And does it also suggest that those people are likely not taking as good a care nutritionally, spiritually, physically, as they might have, do do those play into this as well? Oh my God, yes, absolutely. I mean, the problem is the American diet. Diet plays a major point. And let's go ahead and get, and I'll jump into some of the symptoms that will help answer your question. But the last couple of things from a, a percentage point of view, 35 to 39, moderately below normal and mild heart failure less than 35%, severely below normal. And here, because there's a greater risk of irregular heartbeats, and that can cause cardiac arrest and or death. Some of the very first symptoms anybody would experience would be shortness of breath or trouble breathing when you exercise. And on some levels, that's almost understandable. You know, you're you're on the treadmill, whatever, you're doing weights, whatever. However, when you rest or you lie flat in bed and you still have shortness of breath, that's an indication that's a problem. And part of the cause of that problem is when fluid backs up in the lungs. And obviously the fluid, you know, nine times out of 10 is going to be 
I was going to say water, but probably a mixture of water, maybe some mucus, some phlegm. And part of the problem is now this is reducing the amount of oxygen in the blood even more so. So I thought, and part of that also, before I give out what I think as person would benefit from doing is if you wake up suddenly at night and sit up to catch your breath, the problem is severe and you need medical treatment immediately. So there is that. So if you are experiencing shortness of breath, I would take a look at the herbs, slippery elm, fenugreek, mullein, pleurisy root, uh, uva ursa, hydrangea, which is a beautiful flower, and parsley. Uh, all of those will help to get rid of the fluid, the phlegm, the mucus. I would also take a look at ginkgo biloba and go to cola to bring in additional oxygen. Anything you would want to throw in there, Steve? Well, I think what I take away from this is that there are wonderful tools that can help the body function more normally when it's under this kind of distress. You know, I'm always trying to point out to people is these things are not treating your disease. They're helping your body function more normally, which is a proper fluid balance. And it's when these things are out of balance, we can help facilitate that. Um, but it's still not, in my mind, treating the disease. The disease is something, a set of symptoms that has emerged because your body isn't able to function properly under normal circumstances. And so these things are adjuncts to our daily health regimen, even when we are severely compromised. Is that a reasonable way to look at it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons it takes us back to why I round robin and why, you know, your approach works as well. You know, getting a half a dozen, dozen bottles of everything that you think you need and every day take something, one from each bottle or do three bottles, then three, you know, different ways of bringing in all these different things. What I didn't mention in the, in the fluid aspect is potassium and or B6 to also help uh, balance out that fluid because, and that's what needs to happen. So another symptom, and, and again, tied into the lack of oxygen, another symptom is feeling tired, having that fatigue along with leg weakness. And again, from the heart failure point of view, it's because there's not enough oxygen-rich blood going to the muscles. And oxygen, you know, you need oxygen to have a fire. And so you also need oxygen to have energy manufactured in the body. So there's some of that. So the fatigue, again, I go back to, oh, well, maybe it's hypoglycemia. Maybe they're under such severe stress that the blood sugar is really down. In this case, it's really the blood oxygen is really down. However, if this is the only symptom you have, like the shortness of breath, and if it's the only symptom you have, it may not be heart failure because I don't want people getting, to, well, I've got that. Maybe my heart is failing. You know, I don't want to stimulate fear. However, you know, having one symptom is one thing which could tell you something. Having two, three, or five, now, yes, you may be really dealing with what we're talking about. So listen to all the symptoms before you get into the head of, oh my God, that's me. Okay. So for the fatigue, you know, we've talked about the adrenals before, panathenic acid, vitamin C. 
And again, the gotocola kinko biloba for the mind. Another one is swelling in your ankles and legs, weight gain. And part of this, and this is really interesting, and I'm sure you found this to be true too, Steve, is that the first amount of weight anybody ever loses when they go on a diet is water. Water. You know? So what, what, when you work with somebody, what are the nutrients or herbs that you recommend to get rid of excess water? Well, I think you've mentioned them. Certainly uh, B6, Uva Ursi, these are herbal diuretics. Um, those are certainly the classic things that I've turned to that can be very effective. And at the same time, I'm going to tell somebody, you need to figure out what this might be telling you. Is it simply, and I use that word advisedly, simply a nutritional deficiency, correct the deficiency and things start to work more normally? Or is it perhaps a subset of something more involved? And so this is where I might advise somebody, go get those benchmark tests and find out what your status is. You at least then know where you are right now. And then as you make these changes, you can test again, not only by how you feel and what you observe, but also empirically by these tests, are you making progress and moving in the right direction? Are these the right nutrients to support your systems. And so, you know, it brings me back to, yes, we can observe and we can make these suggestions, but sometimes I find that this benchmark testing really gives us at least a snapshot view of what we're interpreting and an, a, an objective way of measuring results. So that's how I would approach it. Absolutely. I think that's an intelligent approach. I was just wondering about the cost involved if the consumers can find a testing lab where they don't need a doctor's authorization, number one, or working with their physician and saying, look, I would like to get tested once every quarter to do something just yes. to see where we are and if we're moving forward. And talking about well, moving forward, we have run out of time because, again, we're trying to keep us in the 20, 25 minute range for y'all uh, being mindful of your reality. And so the last thing I'm going to throw out is that if you need to you know, urinate while you're resting at night, that's another indication you got too much fluid. As Steve said, the herbs he mentioned, and do some research on your own. And next week, what we'll do is get into some of the other symptoms because there are more. So for me, that I've said my piece, Steve. Well, Michael, I agree. It's a complex topic that takes more than 20 minutes to cover. So I'm glad that we're breaking it up into useful segments and people are going to be able to go back and listen to these again. So it's a strategy. We want to give people a little bit at a time, just enough to uh, listen to on their way to work. And so I'm looking forward to all of this, Michael, because uh, you're my guru in this journey. So until then, we'll talk. Thank you. You all take care, be well, and let's all get healthy because what is within will manifest without. Take care. God bless. So long, Michael. Thank you for listening to Naturopathy Today, sponsored by MNP, Michael's Naturopathic Programs at michaelshealth.com. Join us every Monday for the latest episode in this journey to excellent health on all levels.